Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It feels like... It feels like the Patriots have that decision to make, that David versus Goliath decision with Cam Newton, who's one of the toolsiest quarterbacks who's, who's ever played in the NFL, and Mac Jones. And right now you have to consider if the Patriots are – the Patriots are not – the Bills are an odds-on favorite to win the AFC East. Are the Patriots in a mode where they should be saying, let's go with the young guy and see what we have here versus the old dog in Cam Newton who you know his physical skills are eventually going to, to decline to a point of uselessness – do you feel is that, better? Is that going to happen this year? Because, by the way, all of our skills are going to decline to the point of uselessness. I, I don't know, but I do know that they've got Mac Jones for the next five years locked up on a, on a team-friendly deal where they, they got, don't have they that. they got Cam Newton locked up this year on a, a very team-friendly deal. But does it not make sense to see what you've got for the should, future? See if you want to draft better, another quarterback? Shouldn't you pay, play the better quarterback? I don't think in every situation, no. So, so what you're saying is Bill Belichick should play a quarterback – that is going to decrease his chance of winning. Have you met Bill Belichick? I've not. I mean, have you observed him from afar? I, I have observed him from afar. Do you see him giving away edges too often? I do not. I mean, see, to me, this is the thing that separates the guys that do it versus the guys that talk about it. And I'll tell you this, I'm right in some ways in the middle of the guys that talk about it, especially because putting odds on things, quoting odds. I'm not trying to say that's bad AJ that you're just talking about it, but I don't think that these and again you've been around NFL teams I mean like on the ground I don't think they think like that I don't think they think okay the Dolph or the Bills have a you know what is it a 60 McKenzie what's the uh, Bills uh, imputed percentage chance to win the East minus 150 that's right around 60 percent all right, I don't think the Patriots are saying, you know, nearly half or a little bit more than half the time the Bills are going to win this division. We better do something for the future and not worry about who's who's the best player today. Plus, Mike Lombardi, friend of the show, has said it time and time again. You know, he worked with Belichick for many years. He said, whoever's going to start is a simple equation for him. Who earned the starting spot? And even if he thought it was smart to do... Mac Jones, even though Mac Jones didn't play better, let's say. Let's say Cam Newton was better, but there's reasons to start Mac Jones. I think even if he wanted to, which I don't, that would go against their culture so much. It would hurt. It would it would be such an exception, a contradiction of the Patriot way. I just don't think it's possible. And let's be candid. What's the scenario in five years that you're not going to, or in two years that you're not going to get to know what Mac Jones is? Well, you could also argue that over the the you know going away from the Patriot way, they haven't drafted a quarterback in the first round since 1993, so they're already but, but, moving but, but, away well, from the Patriot way. Do you think it's the Patriot way to draft a quarterback in the first round when you have Tom Brady? No, they did, but no, they don't. But do you have Tom Brady now? And the answer is no. Well, well remember that. Well, and they drafted someone in the first round, right? So they had Drew or they had Drew Bledsoe when Belichick shows up there, right? An elite quarterback. They draft Brady in the sixth. Brady becomes an all-timer. They don't draft a quarterback in the first, though they do in the second with Garoppolo, and they keep replenishing those quarterbacks. Some of those guys, I think, went to Houston, if I recall, after. And then finally, Brady leaves. They don't force a quarterback last year, and they take the quarterback, the, the first-round pick. It seems like, in general, they filled the spot when they needed to, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, to me... 
I do think the one takeaway we can agree on, and, and hopefully, is the NFL guys don't think about things like 60%, what's the point, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Any closing thoughts, Jones? Yeah, I just this will be interesting to watch because I do think Belichick has a true appreciation for Cam Newton. I think he's a big fan of Cam Newton based on what he went through last year. Uh, not the most ideal situation for the Patriots heading into the season. I still think Cam's the favorite to to be the starting quarterback, but I, I do think based on last night that there's a real opportunity that Mac Jones could win this job by the time the season starts. So here's what I'll say. I agree with you that from what I hear and read, Belichick and the whole Patriot organization really respects Cam's leadership, yeah, uh, the, the, his work ethic. And again, that does go counter to a lot of you know narratives when he was at Carolina. So I don't know if that was BS. I don't know if he evolved. Who knows? But they kind of pride themselves in New England that when you are no longer the guy, you you know you fall on your sword, and maybe you go play somewhere else, maybe you don't. So I don't I don't get any sense that maybe the tiebreaker goes to Cam, and you don't want the rookie to be full of himself. But in general, I think if Cam's not the best quarterback at any given time, he will not start. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and. And my last observation, and maybe the most important one, I think, about, uh, or at least one of the most important when it comes to Mac Jones, it was how ambitious the Patriots were in the various game states that they tried to replicate almost, where they went no huddle, they you know threw the ball long, threw the ball short. I mean, it really felt like, and let me ask you, AJ, last question. It felt like there was uh, the handcuffs were off. And since this is the first game, there wasn't any handcuffs, I guess. But it really felt like for a rookie quarterback, the amount of scenarios they presented Mac Jones with, it was it, not only did he do pretty well with them, the fact that the Patriot coaching staff thought he was ready for them is a very encouraging sign for Mac Jones, at least when it comes to his progress. It is, and as, as a guy who we didn't expect to come in and have a rocket arm or be a dual-threat guy, it was going to be really important to see how quickly he could process information, how quickly he could pick up scheme, and that tells me that Mac Jones is doing just that at a good pace there in New England. A smart couple of guys I know really were impressed with what Belichick gave them, and they said, boy, this really increases the chance we see Mac Jones early in the season. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We got Hertz, AJ, with the Eagles. You were not impressed. I was not. And then I, you, you mentioned in the pre-production the drops, and that could have had something to do with my overall feel for him. I, I, he just didn't look comfortable. We talked about Mac Jones and how comfortable he looked and how poised he looked. It just felt like Jalen Hurts did not look that way. He felt like he was clunky. You know what's funny? I should just pipe down in pre-production because if, if, if I say a counterpoint to you and you're going to all of a sudden squash your point, that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Stay strong that you think Hurts was horrible. I, I was not impressed with him, but I mean, well, are you, you crazy? did, make a good did you po- see the two drops? Okay, yeah, no, I didn't. I, you know, I, I didn't see those drops. I only saw the ones that <laughs> all we missed right, all together. Jonas, break the tie. I mean, 
I'm still sort of up in the air on Hurts, to be honest with you. I, I do like that he's developed into this. You've seen, for sure, growth from Alabama. I think the time he spent with Lincoln Riley really did him well, and I think it's part of the reason why he was drafted as high as he was. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it works out with Jalen Hurts. I just don't know that that's the situation that's going to maybe bring the best out of him. Uh, I'm hoping it, I'm hoping I'm wrong because I like him as a person. I like him as a player. The situation but. being what? Uh, just, on the Eagles? If Philadelphia feels like they're as close to a rebuild as you can possibly be without acknowledging it's a rebuild. No, I, I mean, think it's a rebuild. Yeah, but but they've been really, from people in and around Philadelphia, the front office really doesn't like to use the term rebuild. They want to stay as far away from that as possible, but they're a shell of the Super Bowl team they were a year ago. They've got a brand new head coach that's there. I just I don't know that this is going to be the environment to where he's going to have his most success. And there were a couple of drops last night, so I still need to see more throughout the preseason. What impressed the heck out of me was I was looking at the stats last season. So he Hurts played four games and didn't even play the full fourth game, right? And he had 350 yards rushing. So just assume even 16 games, you multiply that by four, you're looking at 1,400 yards rushing? Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is it's amazing. Is is? But now the question becomes... Other than Lamar Jackson, what quarterback has ever completed like 52% of his passes, which is what Hurts did last year? And it's not saying he can't improve his passing, but the theory is running the ball can heighten your basement. Yeah, It can make it where your basement isn't as low because no matter what, you can run. And it's not sustainable over years and years in theory, but it can help you as you're learning to quarterback in the NFL. The question is, is he learning to quarterback? I'm skeptical, but I think it makes a ton of sense for the Eagles to take a flyer. They, they made the second-round pick. Even if it's a one-in-seven chance that he's going to be a good NFL starter, even an average NFL starter, take the one-in-seven chance. If you have a bad year, now you know you don't have – you maybe have a backup with him. And then you probably are in position to pick a quarterback. And you got some draft capital if you need to trade up. So in general, I like this. I just am not hugely optimistic with Hurts. AJ, last word on the game. Well, I want to mention that you said in four games he had 354 yards. And if you multiply that times four, you're going to up to 1,400. You're also taking those nine fumbles he had in four games and multiplying that by four. And 36 fumbles in a, in a season <laughs> – that ain't going to cut it either. So the guy's got to learn to take care of the ball if he's going to run. Uh, I, I feel like the Eagles being in the NFC East in a division where it seems wide open. Wide if open? They were to go, what are you if talking they were about? To go out, I mean, the division got won by – I mean, there was two games separating well, first and last we're not place going last back year, in a, There's not a time machine going back to last season, is there? Is there any reason to feel like it won't be similar? Well, look at the – Mackenzie, what are the NFC East odds? Cowboys are the favorite, plus 140. You're Washington, 230. Giants are 4-1. to Eagles, 6-1. to That seems like the opposite of wide open. It seems like there's a clear favor, a clear number two, and two also rands. And how good do you feel about that clear favor? We've talked about that for the last week. Dak well, Prescott, I, I, how are you feeling? I, I put thousands of dollars on Washington plus 350. <laughs> okay. I'm that my, good. I my mean, point is, I, I guess if you, what I'm if saying you is, pulled Dak the, from the equation... What quarterback is there that you feel like, oh but man, why this would guy's you, a lock? You heard about my aunt, and my uncle, and the right. You following? If if <laughs> it is like 
if what? If Dak doesn't play, then it's wide open? But the Eagles already have won at least one, if not two, like kind of crappy division crowns in which that no, doesn't make the fans happy, doesn't make the team happy. I mean, it was just two years ago they did that, right? So what are they going to fight for? Is the idea of getting knocked out in the first round? I mean, this no. is a team that won the Super Bowl three years ago. Right. And if they were to go out and trade for a quarterback, would you not say that they – I mean, if, if they got – If they wanted a, a like quarterback, they would have taken the quarterback at, at – what were they at? Um, they were – uh, well, I guess they were at uh, six, right? They were. I'm not six. talking about a rookie. I'm talking about a now quarterback. I'm, I'm talking. They're, they're the team mentioned most with Deshaun Watson talk. Do you, if they were to go out and get Deshaun Watson, but how do you got, feel about the Eagles' chances? Well, considering what's the chance of Watson playing this year? I, I don't know. He hasn't been suspended. He's not on the. Uh, he's not on the exempt list yet. Well. If, would you bet me even money that he's going to play? Absolutely not. Okay, so you think it's less than fifty percent? Yeah. So if they do trade for him, it's prob- the trade is more about uh, n- the future than it is this year. I think. All right, all right. Uh, Listen, we're going to have enough time to talk about this. <laughs> you love Philly, apparently. I don't even know what you're. <laughs> I, I guess what you're saying here is it's wide open, so they shouldn't give Hurts a chance. Then the, the, you think the second round pick was horrible. Well, I think it was a horrible pick on him in the second round, yeah. Mm. I think you've got the worst starting quarterback in the league, in my opinion. A.J. Hoffman, he will come by your job and critique it for $100. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And uh, RJ, we've now got time for a crossfire between Ooh. you and AJ, <laughs> and it involves the debut of Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers as they will be hosting the Houston Texans. And let's be clear about something. Mackenzie Rivers, cousin of Kyle Shanahan, loves this game too. So let's make sure that both of them are lined up to get taken down by me. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, I, I'm going to be on the Packers here, minus three. No, you have I a best bet on the Packers. You're not on it. Stand proud, baby. Best, best bet. bet on the Packers, minus three. The Texans were trying to kick the media out of their practices like it's the regular season. The, the NFL had to come back and say, uh, no, you're not allowed to do that, dummies. <laughs> this, this is a horribly run franchise. They have no idea what they're doing. I don't expect that to, to translate to the field. Without Watson, this is the worst roster in the NFL. And now – the only good player on their team besides Deshaun is on the COVID list. So their left tackle and their starting right tackle, both on the COVID list. I don't see anything positive for these Texans going in. I don't think we'll see much of Tyrod, which means we've got Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills. I, I like the Packers minus three for a, a Packers team that wants to go out and make an impression uh, after all their offseason drama. Oh, man, is that square? Woo. Woo. Of course it is. Woo, dog. Okay, so... How would your handicap have been different if this was the regular season? Meaning, oh, I, it sounds like you're talking about like Deshaun Watson, and none of this matters. The question is, how are 
the 22nd through 50th or, or I guess 70th players. And I would make the case, and I like to bring Jonas in as an impartial decider. Who would you say has done the most at the bottom of the roster, Jonas? Where when Houston came in with the Patriots, uh, you know, fellows that were longtime Belichick, you know, that's another question, AJ. You, you're calling someone that worked for Bill Belichick as his right-hand man operationally a dum-dum? For, yes. You worked for him, like, what, 14 years or something? Yeah. Okay, so Belichick <laughs> it, 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 had... Josh McDaniels worked for him for a long time. Matt you don't Patricia think Josh McDaniels is, is one of the best offensive coordinators in football? It doesn't mean that he can go do the big boy job by himself. And okay, that's what Nick Casario is trying to do. He's not dumb. He's not Matt dumb. Patricia's dumb. The rocket scientist is dumb? <laughs> All right. I will admit the laminate and the pencil is a little dumb. But... Jonas, would you wouldn't you agree that Houston made more moves with their second and third teamers than any team you've seen? Yeah, they made. I, I just recall them making a like bunch 20. of twenty. Yeah, there was a bunch of little moves that they made, and and also you know it seemed like they added you know three or four different quarterbacks this offseason, maybe because they understood what was happening with Deshaun Watson. But yeah, they made a bunch of little moves for sure. And to me, that's exactly what. What's that fellow's name? I'm forgetting the GM. Nick Casario. Nick Casario. Oh, Casario, it was renowned in New England for coming in and doing that kind of stuff, tinkering with the second-string cornerback. That is what matters in the preseason. Those are the players that play. And who's more motivated than anyone to have a good start? It's Houston. They want to change this narrative. Green Bay, they're protecting Jordan Love. They want him to do well, but they're not. they'd much rather lose this game 17-10 than have Jordan Love throw three picks. I think that Jordan Love doesn't play a ton. If he does, it's going to be super conservative. It won't be optimal. And I think Houston's looking. This is almost like their Super Bowl. And how many games are even favored over two and a half? We're getting three. So this is one of the biggest underdogs of the preseason. And it's the team that's better in the preseason that's more motivated. This might be my best preseason bet of the year. I'm taking the Texans plus three. AJ has the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers minus three. We'll see who's right. Are you pushing the button? Oh, push the button, baby.